Well, hi, everybody. We're so excited that you're here and so excited to have Dr. Charlotte Markey here. And we're going to be talking all about body image and body positivity and our kids struggle with this. And, you know, it's worrying to think about, you know, how our girls and our boys are dissatisfied with their bodies and that this can actually lead to serious problems with depression. They can have anxiety. They can have that low self-esteem and they can develop eating disorders, which it's on the rise. And so this is very concerning. And the question becomes like, how do we best support our tweens and teens to feel good about their bodies, to feel good about themselves? Uh, what can we, how do we talk about body image when they're saying things like I'm fat or I'm not this enough or I'm not that enough? How do we help them to have a healthy relationship with food uh, and feel happy and confident in who they are. Well, I am so excited that Dr. Charlotte Markey is here because she is the expert. I couldn't think of anybody better to talk to us about this topic. She is a world leading expert in body image. She's a researcher. She studied all things body image and eating disorders for over 25 years. She is also the author of the Body Image Book series, the Body Image Book for Girls, the Body Image Book for Boys, and Adultish, the Body Image Book for Life. That's going to be coming out in 2024. I just had to tell you about that a little bit. And she is passionate. She's going to tell you more about this, but about understanding what makes us feel good about our bodies and helping people to develop a healthy body image and relationship with food. So Dr. Markey, I am just so happy that you are here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure. So I want to just start out by, you know, you telling a little bit about yourself. I know you're a psychologist. We know that and your specialty is body image. But can you tell us a, more, a little bit more about yourself and the work that you do? Yeah, so I've been a psychology professor at Rutgers University for, I guess, 21 years now. Um, and even before that, as a graduate student, I was studying um, body image and eating behaviors among adolescents and really all age groups um, in my work. Um, and... I think a lot of my experience talking to public audiences about these issues is what's led me to be interested in writing books for everyone, for different age groups, for different genders, um, because there's just a, a lot of misinformation, I think, available um, when it comes to body image and eating behaviors. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is really... Uh, a challenge with our kids today. And something that I hear all the time from moms that their kids are struggling with. And what, you know, what is the difference? Because you talk about, and I was so struck by that, um, reading both of your books, you talk about body image and body positivity. Can you explain to us the difference in those and why that matters? 
Yeah, so body image is a really broad term. I think people often assume it means just that you feel good about your appearance, but it's so much more than that because um, our body images really impact our social relationships, um, our behavioral health, what kinds of behaviors we participate in in terms of diet, exercise, even substance use, um, and also just our mental health in general. So we know that body dissatisfaction is linked with other mental health illnesses such as depression, anxiety, um, body dysmorphia, and eating disorders. So we really can't, I think, overstate sort of how central body image is to our overall sense of self. Um, and I think it's, it's really best thought of as sort of how comfortable are you with yourself? And that doesn't just mean yourself physically, it sort of just means your, yourself in general. Um, and when we talk about body positivity, which is what on the individual level, I think we're, we're aiming for, we're aiming to feel good about ourselves. Um, we, we mean feeling generally um, happy and comfortable with ourselves when we talk about body positivity. Um, but it doesn't mean that we think we're perfect. It doesn't mean that we don't have bad days. Um, it's just, I think it's sort of analogous to happiness, right? Like sometimes people are generally happy people, um, but that doesn't mean that they don't sometimes cry. Um, and, and body positivity is sort of the same, right? Like you can be generally pretty positive about your body, but some days suck. For that matter, some years might suck for a variety of reasons. Um, and so it, it's not, um, this sort of, you know, utopia. I think sometimes there's misunderstanding about body positivity, meaning like, you know, we just really love ourselves completely and always. Um, but it's more complicated than that. I think there are very, very few people who completely love everything about themselves. It just, you know, doesn't work that way. Um. I think at least not if you're being realistic, right? We all know that we have some strengths and weaknesses and flaws. And I think it's kind of being comfortable with that mm -hmm. on a psychological level that fits into um, being more body positive. I love that you're saying that because I think that's comforting for um, all the moms and caregivers that are here because you hear your kids say, look at me, I'm, you know, I, I'm fat or I look terrible in this or they're putting themselves down or I'm yeah. not, I'm a not enough this or I'm not enough that. But to know that sometimes we're not feeling great about our, our bodies at that moment and so what do we do to support our kids as parents, as educators, um, when they're, you know, with the body image and the body positivity? Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of things that we can do. I think we don't want to invalidate those concerns when they come up. Um, and we can talk about some specific language um, as well. But, but you know, when, when kids are concerned about... Uh, their bodies, how they feel about themselves. Um, we don't want to invalidate that. We don't want to brush it aside and just say like, oh, no, no, you're great. You know, because that doesn't go very far. Um, I think the best thing we can do as parents and caregivers, though, to help our kids develop a healthy relationship with food and body is just really try to model that ourselves. 
Um, and that can mean for a lot of us uh, parent figures doing some work on our own issues. Um, I think many of us in our sort of uh, age group uh, were brought up in sort of the the, the golden era of uh, trend diets. And so many of us succumb to that, you know? I mean, I think most people I know uh, who are parents of tweens or teens have themselves been on Weight Watchers or tried Noom or, you know, gone on the Atkins or some version of a low carb diet, like have, have, have experienced that sense of dissatisfaction and then dealt with it in a way that's not necessarily healthy. Um, so, so we, as parents and caregivers, want to work on some of those issues ourselves. Um, and we really want to help our kids to focus on appreciating um, sort of the positives in terms of their body, right? Focus on, again, we don't have to love every little bit of ourselves, but focus on the positive um, and really focus on body functionality. So how our bodies work for us, what they do for us, talk a lot more about that. Um, we want to help our kids question the appearance ideals that we're all subjected to, right? So from a young age, say things like, um, well, that's not very realistic to look that way, or most people don't look like that though, or um, do you think it's really important to look that way, right? Just start to have some dialogue that includes those questions. Um, and then this you know, is also relevant when it comes to, to dealing with social media, right? Really question things as soon as our kids start engaging um, in media in that way. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm so glad that you're you're uh, talking about the social media piece of it. So, what has your research shown with social media, and how do we how do we deal with that with our kids and all the different messages that they're getting there and the comparisons that they're making? Yeah, I have a real um, what I like to think of as practical approach to thinking about this issue. Um, and sort of a harm reduction approach, because I think it's unlikely we're going to get rid of social media. And I also think we have to remember that there is some good that can come from social media in that kids connect with each other, right? Um, it allows them to communicate with each other. And we don't necessarily want to take that away from them. Um, but we do know from research that social media poses a body image risk right, that there are a lot of images of people looking quote unquote perfect. And we don't even know if those are real images most of the time, right, because they're doctored up. Um, so we really want to help our tweens and teens become media literate and talk to them about how unrealistic a lot of this is, how um, market driven a lot of it is. So yeah. talk from a young age about the fact that people are almost always selling something, even if it's just their brand, which then they now are able to market. Um, but but make sure that, that kids appreciate that things are not as they appear and that there's more going on here. Um, and I think as kids start to uh, spend time on social media, there's definitely evidence to suggest delaying this a bit is useful. And then 
you know, looking at their social media feeds with them, right? Or introducing a platform at a time and, and spending some time looking at it with kids. Why are you following that person? You know, try to encourage some some good media habits, some boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. No phones or media during meals, during homework, during school, right? Sort of uh, some some sorts of boundaries so kids aren't constantly you know, being distracted by this. Um, And it's interesting, you know, when you you talk to kids, as I know you do all the time too, um, kids will complain about those restrictions, but they're also often relieved, right? Yeah. They can't police themselves about this. And so they, they kind of appreciate sometimes. And you're like, nope, you have to leave your phone in the kitchen while you work on your homework in the dining room or whatever. Um, So some of those those rules can be really valuable, especially for the tweens as they start to engage in this world. Um, it's tricky though, you know, and and it really does depend what kids are doing on social media. In some of our research, we found that, um, you know, the kids that are following like fitness influencers or makeup tutorials or uh, more celebrity culture, that seems to be more related to body image problems uh, versus kids who are just, you know, communicating, sort of keeping up with what's going on at school or relatives. So, um, yeah, that's really interesting that you found that. And that makes total sense. The algorithms, I know, play a huge part now. And so I even talked to my daughters about that because I'm getting lots of um, curly girl hair products, but I'm also getting wrinkle creams. (laughs) (laughs) No, and I look at it. I bought a couple of the curly girl products and, you know, it is, there is a message like I'm looking and I'm like, oh, I think I need that because look at her and, you know, and her wrinkles have gotten so much better. It's just so easy to fall into that. And, and then I'm like, oh man, you know, I gotta like work on these. I, you know, watch my eyes. I think I need that little you know, pad that goes under there and it, it sends a message. I'm not enough. I'm not yeah. enough. I need to be better. I need to be better. And so if we can see, I think you know, how yeah. just like you said, like modeling it, talking about how we can even get sucked into those messages. It's a great thing to yeah. dive about. Yeah. I mean, the algorithms are amazing and the targeted advertising is amazing. And I'm getting some of the same ads you are, I think. Uh, (laughs) I'm definitely falling prey to them sometimes, but I think as adults, you know, we, we have a context for that. That's, that's different, right? I think um, most adults appreciate, you know, I'm not going to be supermodel. I'm not going to look like the person who's advertising this product. It, is likely to only do so much for me if I am to purchase it, right? We kind of have a a greater sense of reality. Um, And so not that we don't succumb, not that it doesn't impact us, but I think it just has less power over most adults. And it can have a lot of power over Mm -hmm. young people because Mm -hmm. young people don't have that context or that lived experience where they can say, you know, this is kind of silly, but maybe I'll try it, right? Like they can really have different expectations um, Mm -hmm. in terms of what those messages mean to them. 
And, and so we really need to, I think, be a, a countering influence as parents and caregivers and, and make sure that we, you know, kind of bring kids back down to reality that this isn't that important. How you look is just one very small part of who you are. Um, these products probably aren't going to do that much, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you can try it fine, whatever, but, um, you know, this is good advertising. Right. And, uh, and to spend some time talking about those things because they don't go away. Right. So it's not like this is just the small portion of their lives where they're going to be bombarded with these messages. We all are all the time. So, yeah. Yeah. So to be- it is, it doesn't, it doesn't stop. Right. We're going to, we're, oh. this is the world we live in. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, it's not all bad. I mean, every now and then, I, I love the targeted ads. I think, wow, I do need that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The Curly Girl products are working a lot better than my my old ones. So, you know, it's it's I funny. Know, yeah. It is what it is, right? But uh, but again, I think there is there is reason to have concerns about about kids and to and to help them navigate this terrain, especially as they enter their teen years and start to become um, probably regular users of social media in many cases. Yeah. So you've, you have listed a lot of really good things that we can do to help our kids with this issue. If you had to kind of drill it down to like three things that your research is showing with your books that are behind you, which are amazing. Uh, and I've interviewed you on the podcast about them. Um, what are three things in the research that helped kids the most to just really tap in and love themselves and appreciate themselves for who they are? I think that if kids um, are able to grow up in a household where food is not talked about as forbidden and they um have some flexibility around food, that can be really important. When kids grow up with the message that you can't have this or you can't have that, and it's all about restriction, that is internalized at a very young age, and it really contributes to concerns about body and weight and and eating. Um, And so we want to be really careful with our dialogue surrounding food, I think. We also really want to be um, careful not to criticize or tease kids about their appearance. Oftentimes people do this and it's completely coming from a good place, right? Um, But, you know, you tease your kid about that nose that everyone in your family has that's a little bit big and that kid is going to grow up um, self-conscious about their nose, (laughs) right? It doesn't matter that you mean it in an affectionate way. Um, So I would really be careful of those kinds of comments. And I think the other one is really helping kids to push back against sort of appearance culture in general, really try to help them appreciate that their worth um, is internal, not just some external superficial thing. Um, and and that, that just, you know, comes from all kinds of messages that we we relate to our kids, I think, across development. It's not something you can just sit down and have a talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, much more about being careful, you know, how we compliment them, right? You're really smart. I think that you have a lot of potential or I love how 
you really look out for your friends or, you know, all these other amazing things that our kids offer us in the world. Um, we want to call those things out so that they value themselves for those things. Yeah. Uh, separate from their appearance. I catch myself even with my grandkids, like my granddaughter, especially who just turned eight, like, oh, you look so pretty. You know, I just noticed like, not that that's a bad thing to say, but am I really focusing more on who she is in, inside of herself versus, yes. you know, the outward appearance? And, and that's why I love, you know, your books and what you focus on, because the body image is like your whole self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And not, yeah. And not just your body. Yeah. And one thing I really learned from you is not to be criticizing yourself in front of the mirror, in yeah. front of your head. Yeah. 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 Like, ooh. Like it, it can be tricky, right? Especially, like I said, I think most of us who grew up a generation ago, we were not getting these kinds of supportive messages from parents and caregivers, right? We were growing up in the the strong emergence of diet culture and um you know, it's a way that I think women in particular have bonded across the years, right? To talk about the things about themselves they don't like. Yeah. To then sort of say, oh, no, no, you look good. But what about me? You know, and it's just really dysfunctional, right? Mm-hmm. And if you've grown up with that, it just feels very normal. And I remember once I had my kids being very aware of it and thinking, I just can't do this ever anymore. You know, I, I, and I'm really conscious still to not belabor trying on different clothes ever. Right. I mean, even if I'm doing something really special, I try to not make a big deal about it. Um, or I just took my, my daughter back to school shopping and, um, you know, if there's something I didn't like how it looked on me, I just didn't, I didn't get into it that much. I just said, it's just not really very comfortable. I don't feel good in this. Um, but we really don't want to talk about, you know, that's flattering or this, you know, like to, to make it this, this all important thing, right? Like how we present our, ourselves physically. Yeah. Take, take the power out of it, you know? Uh, yeah. 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 I don't feel good in this. <laughs> you know? So different than like, oh, my butt looks fat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we don't have to pretend that we like feel great and comfortable. And again, you know, love everything all the time. Mm -hmm. I think that's unrealistic and, you know, maladaptive in its own way. Um, But we, I think really want to focus on comfort and contentedness and a sense of value, just that I'm valuable as a person, you know, no matter what size pants I wear or no matter what someone says about how I look. So um, there's just so many opportunities to address these issues because they're everywhere. I know. Isn't that the truth? So um, is there, there are there a few uh, final words that you would want anybody, you know, that's here um, with us uh, to know? I think sort of just following from what we were just saying, you know, these problems are and concerns about body image are really normative. 
but that doesn't mean that they're okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they can't really end up being potentially serious, right? Um, it's not okay to hate your body. It's not okay to feel uncomfortable with who you are. Um, and so if we see a young person experiencing that, I would just really encourage parents and caregivers to seek out professional help because um, even really limited help from someone who knows this area of work, who knows how to treat these issues, can really help to change the trajectory, I think, of a, of a kid's life. Um, and when they're not addressed, they don't go away because all mm-hmm. the cultural messages are loud. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I think especially when we're seeing this manifest in eating behaviors, you know, um, parents often think like, oh, it's just a phase. They're going to outgrow it. And, and that may be. But if it's not, it can be really serious and even deadly. So, yeah. you know, so I say don't mess around. You know, if you have the resources, um, talk to someone, have someone talk with your child. It doesn't necessarily have to be a long term investment to really just sort of help get them on the, on the right track and, and put an end, you know, sort of just put a speed bump there so that they don't come rolling down the hill into this sort of rabbit hole. Yeah. That's don't be afraid to get support. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are, are, are some of us, this is all we do. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whereas I know parents often say to me, it's just so awkward or I don't know what to say, or I'm worried I'm going to make it worse. You know, all of that's so valid. This is yeah. tricky stuff, I think. Yeah. Um, so you should give yourself um, that, give yourself a whole bunch of grace. And if it's within your resources, subcontract some of it out sometimes, right? Call on the professional. Yeah. Uh, even if it's just for you to get the help and advice for your particular child and circumstance so that then you do know what to say and you don't have to. Exactly. That's really it. good. Sometimes we need the support to know what to yeah. do. Yes. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, these these kids don't come with manuals. Yeah. Right? Even if you read all the books, you know, your kid is a unique kid with unique needs. And, you know, you know, as well as I do, they'll just keep surprising you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're always learning and it's not easy having these conversations. So no, no. And if this one is a tricky one for you in particular, yeah, I'll get that support. And you have a freebie that you're giving uh, to all of our attendees today that is around body image and body positivity that can be really help us in having this conversation with our kids. So I just want to make sure that you all know about that. And then after you're done watching this, that you can go right away and find the freebie. We'll have the link for you and you can download it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much for coming here and being with all of us. And we'll look forward to your Q&A that you're going to have as well for those that are getting the VIP pass. So I'm excited for that too. All right. Sounds great. 